does an NFL punter get up to when he's not putting his leg through footballs? How does mindfulness and awareness help with this, especially so far from home? What goes into the art of punting, and how tough is it to pull off that elusive double punt? I'm your host, Joey Lynch, and this is Beyond the Lead with Seattle Seahawks punter, Michael Dixon. Born in Sydney, Michael Dixon grew up playing soccer and Australian rules, and was even a part of the Sydney Swans Academy as a teenager. But after not being selected at the 2014 AFL Draft, the then 19-year-old set his sights on the gridiron, linking up with Pro Kick Australia, an academy established by former Brisbane Bear, Hawthorne, and Green Bay Packer representative Nathan Chapman that helps transition Australians to punting in the American game. Dixon would subsequently head to the University of Texas, the Longhorns, and become a unanimous All-American and winner of the Ray Guy Award in 2017, before foregoing his senior year and being drafted by the Seattle Seahawks in the fifth round of the 2018 NFL Draft. He would go on to make the Pro Bowl and be named an All-Pro in his rookie season, the first rookie punter since Dale Hatcher in 1985 to receive the former honour, and then he would sign a four-year, $14.5 million contract extension, US dollars, with the Seahawks in June of 2021. Earlier this season, he earned headlines when he completed a 69-yard double punt against the Los Angeles Rams, retrieving his first blocked effort with a one-handed scoop before wheeling around onto his right boot and snapping the ball forward to give his Seahawks excellent field position to start their defensive phase. Yet... Despite his success in the Pacific Northwest, Dixon is relatively unknown in Australia. So, Patrick Diodevic commenced his interview by trying to get to know the man behind the leg. Uh, I mean, you can go on forever, but I mean, my job is a punter for the Seahawks. Um, live in the US, but still feel pretty Australian. Um, kick footballs for a living. Uh, have the Best job in the world, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's a little little summary. So what about you outside of football, Michael? Because there's so much on your punting ability, and rightly so, but there's so little about Michael Dixon, the person. So let's shine a light on him if we can. Yeah, I mean, I like to keep most of my private life pretty private. I kind of, I mean, you can probably see from my social media, I don't really show much family or my private life, I kind of just show the football world and um, keep my private life pretty private. But um, yeah, I kind of kind of like it like that. So let's try and take some of the mystery away. What do you like to do away from the football field? Um, so basically just super any, into any sort of sporting activity. Um, so, I mean, Frisbee golf. I just played that for the first time the other week on my bye week. Um, top golf, kick a soccer ball, play cricket. Uh, I got my cousin in Texas. So, um, in the off season, we're playing a lot of cricket, made a swing ball out of a tennis ball. There you go. Um, anything, listen to music, hang out. I like going for drives, I like going for walks, I listen to podcasts, into fashion, kind of into art, into, uh, like furniture build, like anything sort of 
um, creative. I kind of observe it. I don't really get too. I don't really create myself, but I like observing creative things. Different things for sure. Yeah. And so, let's switch back to the punting ability for the moment. Obviously, since you've come into the league, you are one of the, the best punters, if not the best punter in the NFL. What makes you great? Uh, I would say confidence is is probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, most of it's mental. Uh, I'd say 90% of it's all mental. So just being the last couple of years, I've really focused on mindfulness and awareness. Um, I've been meditating a lot. Um, I think that that, that has helped me because it's in this sport and with my personality, it's very easy for me to, uh, like beat myself up about something that didn't go perfect. Um, and so I, I'd leave practice some days, uh, in 2018 and 2019 thinking I punted really bad and I wouldn't really calculate all my punts and everything. I just kind of have that feeling. And then I would go into the next practice thinking I needed to correct something. And then I didn't actually need to correct something. And then you end up getting yourself into a rut when it um, wasn't really necessary. So I kind of try to be objective about it and really kind of step back and be aware of my own thoughts that would make me feel like I had a bad practice when I didn't. It's all, it's all just a mental game. Well, you know, a lot of those emotions when you have high expectations, which I know you do, do you find that a lot of it, as you're touching on, is made up in your head a little bit and, and that ability to stay neutral is, is pivotal to your performance? Yeah, just being objective um, and not really listening to the hype or, you know, the criticism. Um, I learned that in college to just kind of block all, all you know, positive and negative opinions out and just really be objective so i mean if i practice then i don't practice well i kind of ask myself why didn't i practice well or um why didn't i play well and just ask those questions and really dive into it and it kind of takes the emotion out of it and you you find the answers of why things didn't happen and it makes correcting them a lot easier it's not a it's not a mystery and it's not just a a feeling it's something that you can instantly start working on or if you did play well it's something that you can just put behind you and focus on the next week so are you an emotional guy michael by nature no i'm pretty um i'm pretty level-headed but in this in this sport you kind of you need to be very like elite in this position anyway because you know, you have so much time on the sideline, you'll hit a ball and then you might not hit a ball for another 20 minutes. And if you hit, if you only get four punts a game, we've had a bit more than that this year, but if you only average about four punts a game and one of them's bad, that's, you know, you're only have a 75% success rate. Um, so it's, you just need to stay on top of it. And it's so easy to hit a ball that isn't perfect. It's all just, if you drop it wrong and you're trying to, make this like small ball in comparison to a Aussie rules ball spiral. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard. And so do you get anxious then before a punt? 
Uh, not anxious, no. I mean, sometimes, but you'll, um, you know, there's a lot of like breathing techniques and, you know, bringing yourself back to the present moment. And then you kind of realize that there's nothing really to be anxious about. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a constant battle. You, you're trying to find that optimal level of, of, uh, focus and energy and excitement. Um, you don't really want anxiousness, but that kind of energy about you, you want, you don't want to be too chill either. So it's all constant, you know, trying to stay within that, within that range. Definitely. So take us into it's fourth down, you know, you're coming onto the field. You're aware of that. What happens from then until the point of you kicking the ball? Uh, so it's fourth down um, for you mentally. For me mentally, I mean, I'm preparing that whole drive. So as soon as we get the ball back, I'm in the net or I'm we, there's like a kicking net that you do warm up kicks into. Um, I'm working on my hands. I'm kind of just locking in, kind of watching the game to see what's happening. Gets to second down, third down. I'm start starting to see what hash we're on, what part of the field we're on, thinking about what type of punt I'm going to hit. Um, and then basically once it hits fourth down, just find where we are on the field, what punt I'm going with, run over, tell the coach, tell the punt unit, and then run onto the field, find my find my uh, distance, and then try and just lock in. You don't want to, that's where you don't want to hear any sort of voice in your head, um, positive or negative. You very much want to be in, um, sort of like no mind or like flow state. That's what you're always trying to hit uh, flow state when you're out there. In terms of your punting, obviously it's something you're so passionate about. You're known for being someone that's in the building late, in the building early, but what's your why? Why do you do this? Why do you work so hard beyond the fact that you just like football? What's your why that keeps you going when things are difficult? Um. I mean, this, I have a lot of reasons, um, but you know, it's more just about my, you know, myself, the feeling that you get from competing, basically. I just love competing. Um, I used to think it was like family and stuff, but then when you start tying too many things to it, you start adding all these extra pressures. I mean, I just, I just really enjoy it. And I don't really, you know, sometimes I have a why, um, but I just enjoy it. I don't really need to look to something that motivates me. I'm just motivated. I just, and when I'm, when I'm good at something, I enjoy it. So, um, I'm just super competitive, not just with other punters in the league, but with myself and I'll set these little goals each year and I'll set my long-term goal. You know, I want to be the greatest. I can be and want to be one of the best in the league ever. So um, those those are pretty big whys for me. But at the same time, I just I just enjoy I just enjoy the grind. Definitely. And so, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, the Hall of Fame something you've definitely got your eyes on. Yeah, I mean, I would I would that's I think that's every player's dream. Um, would love that. I mean, I know it's hard as a punter to try and make that, but um, I got to step up my game and really make sure that I'm at that level to where I'd be considered to be a Hall of Famer when my time's up. Well, you'd be, you'd be pleased. I know fan feedback is something that's important, but a lot of people on Twitter are calling you, Seattle fans are calling you the, the best player they've got right now. And 
even suggesting throwing you in at, at quarterback. So um, I'm sure that makes you pretty happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they're we're going through a little bit of a patch at the moment, so they're just probably saying some stuff to get some likes and retweets and stuff. Um, you know, we got we got some weapons on this team, so I'm sure they're just just saying it for fun. Definitely. Hey, you mentioned family there, Michael. I, I know you haven't been home for a long, long time now. What's that been like for you to be a, be away for so long? Yeah, I mean, it's been really hard. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have been able to get home, but Australia was just a little bit crazy with their um, with their restrictions and stuff. Uh, would have liked to have come home earlier in the year, but just, you know, staying in a hotel room where you're not guaranteed a window and for two weeks' time is just crazy and I know it wouldn't have been good for my you know good for my mental health I don't think that's good for anyone's mental health doing that so just kind of yeah frustrated and disappointed in the whole way that that was handled but um, looking forward to getting home and hopefully hopefully things are getting back to normal soon so how long has it been now exactly since you were home it'll be two years by the time I get home which is way too long I normally come home twice a year so missed out on um four four visits home so yeah pretty annoyed about that so what's it like take me into you're an American you're obviously a proud Australian I know you have some friends and family that uh, that live over in America with you but what was that like seeing Australia plastered all over social media the news even in America to some degree and watching everything that was unfolding I mean, it was, it was kind of, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, it was kind of embarrassing. Um, it was embarrassing seeing, you know, how it was handled. I mean, there's no right way to handle it, but I know that, that I mean, that wasn't the right way. Um, you know, I'm glad things are getting back in, you know, back in order now, but um, I mean, it's, it's a time where, you know, we really haven't been through it before, but when, when it comes to, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can go on forever, but I mean, you can, I just, you can. I'm just being home. Um, yeah. Didn't really like the way it was handled. And I didn't really like the arrogance of um, some of the politicians about it. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And hopefully the public and the politicians learn from this and really take some steps forward in the future to make sure that this sort of, um, sort, of, sort of thing doesn't really happen again because I think it was just ridiculous. And now let's let's go back to some probably some lighter stuff. I know you'd be sick to death to the talking about the maybe not though the double punt play. <laughs> okay, um, but how many times have you watched it personally? Uh, when it, the week that it happened, if I got like tagged in it or you know it was just coming up on my feed or whatever, I watched it. I mean, I really didn't watch it. I haven't really watched it since then, um, but I know the fans liked it. I did a signing the other week, and a lot of the fans were uh, were getting into it. So I got some merch coming out soon, and they'll be able to get it. It won't be able to ship to Australia though, but um, just because there's a there's a ban or something with shipping to Australia. But um, once that's all done, I'll I'll get some merch out there. The fans seem to have liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm sure they will, mate. That that'd be brilliant. And do they love? In terms of the locker room, did they love it as well? Did you get some love after the game? Oh yeah, respect? yeah. No, the guys loved it. The coaches loved it. It was um, 
it was cool to be able to be able to use some uh, some of my Aussie rules skills with the with the scoop and try and incorporate it into a different sport. It was it was it was a uh, it was a fun experience. As much as you have to bring yourself back down to that neutral level, that flow state, you must have had a moment, did you, where you're like, yeah, okay, that was pretty cool. That that one handed pick up was nice. It was clean. Do you yeah, allow yourself I, to soak that up? I always kind of soak stuff up like two or three years down the down the line. Like right now, I'm just like, yeah, I kind of can't really wrap my head around a lot of the stuff. Like I'll look back to some of the stuff I did in college. And I'm like, wow, that was kind of cool. I guess I didn't really realize, you know, um, like winning the MVP. My mom just mentioned it the other day of the bowl game. I was like, that's it. That really is crazy. I didn't real like I didn't realize for a few years how um how crazy that was. But yeah, I'm sure in a few years time I'll be able to reflect and laugh about it. All right, we'll look back in a couple of years time and, and we'll <laughs> make it bigger than Ben Hur. Hey, yeah. hey, Michael, one thing that really interests me, your morning routine, I know mindfulness, you've spoken about journaling, something I heard, and, and I have to check this because this is crazy, ancient Egypt, <laughs> you've been doing a bit of study on that, is that yeah. still going on, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I get into um, a lot of like ancient civilizations that, um, you know, that kind of fell and definitely Egypt kind of fascinates me. Um, still don't know how they built the pyramids and would just love, I mean, I, it just blows me away. So, I mean, I'll watch as many videos as there are on, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I've watched them all now. Um, but Graham Hancock is a dude that like his whole theory on it just blows me away and I get so excited. Like I'll listen to his podcasts or whatever. Um, I'll watch videos on Egypt and, um, yeah, all that blows me away. Did you watch anything this morning? This morning, I think, yeah, no, I watched, um, I watched some like stuff on Vikings and how they would, uh, like take mushrooms before they would like go into war and like be berserkers and stuff. So, I mean, I'll, I'll watch some history stuff every morning. Yeah. Look, there's not much you can take from that and implement, unfortunately, into, into your <laughs> no. game plan at the moment. No. What? What is there anything else that's blown your mind that you just think that's really cool and you've had to share with someone about those ancient civilizations? Yeah, I mean, I share with our long snap of quite a bit. Um, I mean, the theory is crazy. You got to look up like Graham Hancock's uh, theory on it. Um, but I mean, last year when like all the UFO stuff was coming out, like I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just fun to watch. Um, I probably sound like a crazy man now, but no, I just, I enjoy watching like any sort of like out there stuff just for entertainment. I don't really believe any of it. It's just kind of fun to watch. Well, it takes your mind to a different place and it, it brings out a curiosity, which I think a lot of people can lose, you know, day to day. So yeah, it, it's not, it's not quite part of your pregame routine though, is it? No, pregame routine is more so like listening to chill sort of R&B music, going for a walk, not listening to music on the walk, doing some uh, breathing techniques throughout the day and just walking around my hotel room, spinning, spinning the football. So, I mean, I got a whole different routine for game day. I didn't think so. Hey, look, it'd be cool. It inf inflame your mind a little bit. So maybe... maybe yeah, maybe I should incorporate it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, Michael. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, 
I don't know who I got it from, but it's something that just always stuck with me was just like, forget the exact quote, but the message was just like, aim way higher than what you think is achievable. Just like aim really high, like for your goals. Because like, if you fall short of them, you're still gonna, you know, you're still gonna do really well. So don't really limit yourself. Um, that's That's the thing that's probably stuck with me the most. And um, like something that I always try and go back to is uh, amor fati, which just means to love your fate. So it's kind of like a stoic um, saying, but it's just love everything that even the bad things, just like embrace everything because that's kind of just life. So enjoy the bad things because you, you know, it's all part of it. Just love your fate. It's brilliant, mate. Hey, thank you so much for joining me, Michael. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to doing this again sometime down the track. Definitely. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. Alas for Dixon, his Seahawk teammates, and their 12th man in the stands, the Seattle Ball Club are currently 3-7 and seven on the season, with seven games remaining, and trail the NFC West leading Cardinals by five games. Next week... They'll head to the district to face Tyler Heineke and the Washington football team on Monday Night Football, which you'll be able to watch live on ESPN Australia. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining us on another edition of ESPN's Beyond the Lead, this time for a discussion between Patrick Diodevic and Michael Dixon. I've been your host, Joey Lynch, and don't forget that beyond this episode, you can find every other episode of Beyond the Lead and each and every episode of all of ESPN's collection of fine podcasts and audio goodness, wherever you so happen to get your potties from. If you're enjoying Beyond the Lead, or any of those other pods, make sure you subscribe while you're there, give us one of those famous five-star reviews, and maybe let somebody know that you're enjoying it. Anyways, thanks for tuning in today, and tomorrow, or whenever you happen to be catching this, and don't fret, because I'll catch you for another deep dive into sports as ESPN takes you beyond the lead very soon.